What's up? It is Scoobert Dubert. It is good to be back on the microphone. Yeah, I took a I took a little bit of time off for the Memorial Day weekend, the long weekend. Went on a lake, you know, relaxed, gathered myself, grew my creativity once again, and I got I got some heat for you today. I got some good good stuff. Honestly, this might be the best pod that I've done so far, not because I'm going to say good words, but because of the content. I really thought about this one. I was thinking about it on the lake, and it all comes from a Reddit message. So just like I say at the end of every single podcast, reach out to me. I'm happy to answer questions or like talk about a subject or anything like that. One dude, I'm not going to say his name because, you know, he didn't ask me to. He, uh, he asked me, what do you do to stay, you know, in the zone? How do you keep coming up with new ideas? How do you stay excited? How do you keep doing it? And I thought about it for a long time, and there's a, there's a whole bag of tricks that I have that I go to all the frickin' time, and I'm sharing with you because I want you to make more music. And if you don't make music, this literally applies to anything that you do creatively. It's about like changing perspective. And while these techniques might be a little bit, you know, specific, you can take the concepts and this might give you an idea for a new way of looking at a problem, come into something and bringing new creativity. So number one, go listen to a lot of music. Get outside of your comfort zone with what you put in. My dad would always say garbage in, garbage out. He'd be talking about like junk food or swearing or something like that. But like, it's, it's a good sentiment. What you put into you, your inputs become your outputs. And so put in a lot of cool music and and think outside your genre. You know, one of the things I've been doing is I've been going back in like musical history. I'm listening to more classical music. I'm listening to more jazz. I'm listening to like field recordings and things, you know, that have get different tonal systems. Like that, this might be a pod at some point where I'll, or maybe a series of pods where I'll go through a bunch of different history because I'm stoked about it. And it helps me because it helps me get outside of my frame of mind and it always, 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 always gives me new ideas because I hear something in it and I go, oh, if I just took this kind of rhythmic vibe and applied it to the thing that I do, all of a sudden it's a completely different picture. And that alone can become a whole EP or an LP or, you know, even like years of musical cycle. And it's not, I'm not saying like go appropriate. I'm saying like, let it, let it open your horizons and engage with musical traditions in a deep, deep way. Let it become part of you, and then because it's part of you, you are going to bring something new to what you do. So it's just, it's simple. Get to know your history, you know? And then eventually, once you get to know this history, there's going to be more things and flavors that you want to try than you possibly have time on earth to try. That's how I feel right now. That's part of the reason why I make so much music is I feel this like sense of like, oh my God, there's so much I want to make. There's so many things that I want to do musically. And I have limited time and scope to do it. So I need to be fast. I need to like go because there's all of this stuff that I want to do. And so getting a little bit of that drive really, really helps. And you do that through history, through influences. The next one, this is like, <laughs> this is like a kind of a game changing thing. I honestly, I think it applies to any creative um, undertaking. Start something 
and then abandon that idea, but let it lead you to the next idea. Let me give you an example. I will be, I'll be like, oh, I have a chorus idea. I'll start noodling on the guitar, maybe singing, and I, I'll, I'll write down that chorus idea. I'll record it or whatever. And then I'll think, okay, what kind of post-chorus, this, this other catchy thing that follows a chorus, would follow this bit? And a lot of times, what I end up writing second is more interesting than what, what I sat down to start with. And then I'll turn that post-chorus into the chorus and abandon that first idea entirely. The way that I think about this is like authors, you know how they do in media res, where it's in the middle of the action and you, you're just dropped into this universe. This happens in movies all the time too. You're like dropped in James Bond and it's the chase scene and you're like, you know, flying from roof to roof, but you don't know why he's being chased. He's just like being chased by a vaguely Russian man or you know, like this whole thing. And then, so then it sets up this feeling of mystery and intrigue. But I swear a lot of the times that authors do that, it's because they wrote like 14 chapters and then they got to chapter 15 and went, oh crap, it'd be cooler if I just started here and then threw away the first 14 chapters. One of my uh, grandpa's favorite things was, you know you're doing well if you're leaving stuff you love on the cutting room floor. He was like, a, he'd write speeches and stuff. And... He was all about, if you're editing, like F. Scott, F. Scott Fitzgerald, it means that, you know, you're, you're being, you're really being in touch with what matters and the right flow and pace of things. And so by, by starting an A section, writing a B section, and then writing a completely different A section, you've, you've taken an on-ramp into a universe and then you choose to focus the listener onto a different part of that universe. But it gives you an on-ramp. So it's basically like saying, there are no bad ideas. There are just starter ideas. And if you're, if you're making something, you're like, oh, man, this is so cheesy. Think about, okay, so I wrote a cheesy chorus. What would be like a cool post-chorus that would make that cheesy chorus not as lame? You write that cool post-chorus, and then you abandon the cheesy chorus. And now your post-chorus is your chorus. Same thing with like verses or, you know, anything. So it's, it's like letting your brain, not editing yourself from the jump, but instead, you know, letting that, that first quote unquote bad idea be the appetizer into the actual thing that you're starting to make. And I swear that's, that's like the biggest thing for me because it stops you from stopping. It creates momentum. All right. Now I'm going to get into some more nuts and bolts stuff. Another good one. Been doing this a lot recently. Change the settings on your master bus. So for those of you that don't do audio stuff like I do, engineering and production and mixing and mastering, first of all, listen to the other podcast because it'll give you good context on what that, those words even mean. And I'll do more pods on them because it's like one of my favorite subjects. But there is a master bus, a thing through which all things flow. The, the, the thing that sums it all, the sum, summer, sum bus. <laughs> that that um, affects the way that everything else sounds. So sometimes on that master, I will throw tape saturation most of the time. Sometimes I'll throw a bunch of tape saturation. Sometimes I'll have nothing. 
Sometimes they'll have really severe compression. Sometimes I'll have no compression. What that does is it allows me to affect everything. So it's like putting the whole song into a frame of mind. And it's a great way to, you know, generate new ideas. If you, if you run it all into a cassette tape emulator, now the whole thing sounds like a cassette tape. So now any drum that you pull into your session is going to have cassette tape modulation and weirdness. The same thing with the vocals that you record, it's going to have that weirdness. So it creates a vibe for everything. And if you don't like it, then you just take it off. And now the vibe is completely different. The, those head space changes, especially in the early, early parts of recording. This is not fun to do when you're mixing. I sometimes do it. It sucks. But uh, it ha- sometimes it has to happen. But it, it creates a different frame of mind for everything. Another, another like recording trick. And recording is a great way to come up with ideas because you're able to you know, play with yourself. That's the whole reason why I learned so many different instruments is so that I could be a one man band through via a computer because my, you know, my friends, they all left for college and here I am in San Diego, <laughs> lonely and whatnot and having to jam with myself. Okay. So you learn these new instruments. That's, I guess, number four on my, my hit list. Learn some new instruments. That's super fun. Now doubling. This is one of the best ways to start having things bounce off of each other, even if you only know one instrument, even if you only know bass, even if you only know guitar or keyboards or anything like that. Try doubling and try doubling using the stereo field. Pan something over to your left, pan what you're recording over to your right, and then try and bounce off of each other. Sometimes the most beautiful harmonies happen when you're, you're kind of playing the same part, but you kind of forgot it. And so then it kind of sounds like two guitarists doing doing something and they're kind of dancing with each other and here's the next step so record something pan it off to your left ear double it pan that over to your right ear delete the first thing so take the thing that you have over in your right ear delete the left ear completely move your right ear over to your left ear and then double it again same 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 exact idea as the whole get rid of the first version of your chorus don't do that all always, but like it's a, it's a creative idea. Um, do the same thing with uh, doubling because sometimes I find this a lot. I feel more confident when I'm doubling something and my initial take where I'm not doubling anything doesn't feel confident. So when I get rid of that and every take that I've done is to a double, the whole thing sounds more confident and intentional and it gives me new ideas. Because sometimes I won't play it exactly the same. And I'll go, oh, I like the way that I played it when I was doing the double. Because I had something to balance out, bounce off of and balance with. And the thing that was just, you know, alone with the click track in the vacuum of space and time. You know, that's, that's not what music feels like. You know, when you're just playing to a click track, that kind of sucks. But when you're playing to other musicians, then you're playing music because you're talking to each other. You're talking to yourself. Like I'm doing right now on this microphone. But it opens up like a vocabulary and a flexibility and, and a confidence that sometimes just having a confident next step allows you to take the step after that. And that's the whole process of arranging is just taking step after step in that cave with the flashlight until eventually you find something cool or you don't, but who cares? Even if you didn't find something cool, like at least you made a thing, at least you did the work and then go make another thing. And guess what? Maybe this thing leads you to another song that's super cool. So even if you made something cheesy that you hate, you still made something 
And it's like those chapters, 1 through 14. Now you got chapter 15 that's actually burning. Throw away chapter 1 through 14 and now start the whole book at chapter 15, but call it chapter 1. No one's going to know. All right, two more for you. Change your posture. There's like, there's like a thing... And this, this is, you know, this is holistic, not just change your posture about how you're holding your instrument, but change your posture, how you're singing, change your, the way that you are interacting with whatever, whatever instrument, and it's going to change the way that you approach it. Yeah, this is like not something that like a, you know, a clarinet teacher would tell you, but you're going to play real different if you're slouching or if you're straight or if you're chilling in a chair, it's the, okay. So, you know, how people think that you're better at music or you're worse at music when you're, you're high, you're doing drugs or anything like that. I think that that is a cop out. I think that it's actually, it's actually confusing two things. When people are like high or people are drunk, they approach the recording process differently. All you have to do to get the same different vibe is just to approach the recording process differently. You don't need to be drunk. You don't need to be high. You just need to like bring that mentality to what you're doing. If you are drunk, you're confident. You don't care. So bring that to your recording. You don't need to be drunk to do it. If you're high, you're chilling. You're slouching. You're laid back. So bring that to your recording. Just do it. You don't need the substance in order to do the thing. That's the whole point with the posture thing. Bring a different headspace. And on that one, go for a walk. That's a free one. <laughs> Big deal. Go for a walk. Take a shower. Do, do like other things. Change your shirt. Sometimes it can be a real good place to start. If you're a mother, mother fan, that's what you do. Um, final one. And this is a big one. This is a scary one. Change the tempo. Don't do this late in the process. That sucks. <laughs> Don't do that to your recording engineer. That double sucks. If you've already like finished arranging a song, go oh, change the tempo. I am talking on the songwriting part. When you're like struggling to find melodies or the next step. Try changing the tempo. And funny little secret, a great song, a great melody, it doesn't matter what tempo it is at. It is still a great song. Tempos just allow you to have different windows into it. But if you end up writing something truly great, tempo, key, doesn't matter. It's great. So with that, go make some stuff. I'm going to go make some stuff, too. And if you have any questions, reach out to me, scubertdubert.pizza. You can find all my links. Reddit DMs, IG DMs, email, whatever. And I'll do a pod on it. And also, like, we can talk and whatever. Thanks for listening. I hope this helps. <laughs>